Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. You got your pen and piece of paper out, all the note takers, grab your notebook, take out your phone. Let's just pray. Just close your eyes for a minute. Father, I just thank you. We, got eat. we have eyes that see. We have ears that hear. We have a heart that understands. We put a demand and we put it. We need to put an expectation on the anointing. And we know and we believe and we receive that this is going to be the best year of our life. And we believe it because you said it. And because you said it, we receive it. And because we receive it, we're going to see it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Well, this is what I want you to do. You know, this year I really felt in my heart, you know, seeking the Lord. And I want you to just jot this down. Okay? Because the first little bit of this morning is coming in. To make these spiritual strides that you want to make in 2024, amen, it's going to take just a little something different than maybe you've done before, okay? So you're going to have to really ask yourself the question, what is my overall objective and goal for 2024 spiritually? Now, I want you to notice, I think personally it's going to take this. It's your, your church attendance means a lot, okay? Now, that's not to pressure any of you or to make you feel bad. Some of you don't even go to church here. Some of you visit, and that's cool. Stay at your home church. Do what you do. But your church attendance means a lot because I'm going to say something about this, and this is not preacher hype, nor is this like preacher, you know, say it because you got to say it. You have to stay in an atmosphere that tries to take your life to another level, okay? Sometimes you cannot just get that, you know, from not being connected. Stay connected because you'll get challenged at a greater level staying in a room full of the anointing. It happens. I'm telling you, man. It's like this. I'm telling you this every single year. You're going to have to make small step stride decisions. Because what a lot of people do is they talk themselves out of it, right? It's, well, I don't have to go. No, you got to go. That was one amen. You got to go. You know what I'm saying? I know everybody's tired. Everybody's got stuff. I understand you got work dynamics. I understand you got life dynamics. But I'm going to tell you something right here and now. You need to be in an atmosphere where the anointing is taking you to another level. Now, this is the word that Lord gave me. He said, for 2024, for us, he told me it's going to be your supernatural year. Just write it down. What do you mean? He said, I want you to get a mentality for miracles. I want you to go get a miracle mentality. I want you to live the life of the supernatural. For God spoke to me personally. I said, what do you want me to tell these people? He said, it is the year of the supernatural. If there's an open door, our open door is the supernatural. The supernatural, the miraculous, the miracle work and power of God, the anointing at another level, supernatural things happening for you and your family this year like never before. Okay? You got to grab it now. Now, let me explain that. I'm telling you, you got to go put a demand on that. What do you mean? Well, I believed this before. No, no, no. It's a mentality for the miraculous. See, because just because we know God is a miracle worker, sometimes we sit back in that and we don't expect the miraculous in our life. At another level, like, I'm expecting miracles. What do you mean miracles? I'm talking about miracles in every area of your life. How many of you know we serve a supernatural God? He does supernatural things, and it's your year to step into the supernatural. So some of you in here are not filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? This is your year to step into the supernatural. You understand that? Someone said, I don't even know what the Holy Ghost is. Well, guess what? You're going to find out this year. Amen? 
You're going to go to Miss Kathy's prayer class and you're going to go to prayer class and you're going to learn. And a lot of you have the Holy Ghost, but you're not stirring yourself up enough to press in. So this is the year we're going to start talking about the supernatural, walking in the supernatural, doing the supernatural, believing God for miracles and believing God for the miraculous in your life and in your family. You got to put an expectation on the miraculous because if you don't, guess what? It just ain't going to show up just because you know God's a miracle worker. You got to put a demand on this stuff. I want you to get a miracle mentality. The miracle mentality is the state of mind. It's an understanding of the principles of the miraculous. And basically, it's a strategy from God for you to rule in life. Okay? It, it, what? It's, it sets the conditions of expectation and what's going to happen in your life. It's your faith bar. Like, I started, I'm believing for miracles. But how many of you know, sometimes, even though we know God is a miracle worker, we don't put a demand on the miraculous because we don't talk about it. Whatever we don't talk about, God won't manifest. We start talking about miracles, God will start manifesting miracles. If he said it's the opportunity in the supernatural door, door to the miraculous, guess what we're going to start doing? We're going to start looking everywhere for the miracles to start happening in your life. You're going to get a miracle mentality. Everybody say a miracle mentality. It's a way that you get a deeper understanding, a bigger opportunity, and greater opportunity to understand that Jesus is going to produce miracles in your life. Amen? This is what I was getting, right? It's a transition from a normal life to a supernatural life. You understand what that means? You're living beyond. Like, how's it going to happen? Well, God's going to do it. You got to put a demand on this thing. That's what the Bible even says. Jesus said this. He said, earnestly, what? Seek after this stuff. Okay, but if you don't start seeking it, you ain't going to find it. Like, oh, that don't happen for me. Well, it won't. You have to have an expectation of faith to say, this is my year and the miracles happen in my life. Because some of you got stuff they said you can't do. Like, oh, some of you in here, well, you know, you can't do that, and you can't do this, and your body can't do that, and you cannot produce this, and you cannot produce that, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. I said, bump all that mess. When miracles start happening in your life, anything can happen. You started expecting for the miraculous to start happening in your life and watch God take over. Uh, some of you got paperwork that says I can't. I got a God that says you can. You understand? But it's a mentality because here's the thing. If you don't have that kind of mentality, you won't lean into these spiritual things. You'll draw back from them and what? You'll live a whole home drum life. That's what starts happening because what we do is there's no anticipation for the miraculous. And then what do we do? We look at limitation. The minute you take your mind off of miracles, you're limited. Because now it's your ability and what you can do. Jesus never said, I'm going to do it with your ability. He said, it's not by might nor by power, but as my spirit says the Lord. What's he saying? Once you put an understanding for the miraculous in your mindset, guess what starts happening? Limitations have been broken. Well, how are you going to start the business? You got that money? No. So what do you do? You stop dreaming about the business because you don't have the resources. You get a miracle mindset, you start drawing up the plans for the building. Why? Because I know that I don't have to produce the money. God will produce the money. I just got to start taking the steps of faith and put my faith in the miraculous things of God to take place. You see it? Are you getting it? Well, how are we going to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to laugh, you know, like, churches go on mission trips. You know, we're not, we, we don't really take all you people with me because you wear me out if I took you, right? But if we did go on a mission trip, you know, I used to think, see people, they'd be like, well, where am I going to get that $1,500 to go on that trip? I'm like, you can believe God for the money. That's how you're going to do it. 
Because people don't think they can. So what do they do? I can't go. I can't afford it. How many things come in your mind, but the first thing you think of, I can't afford it, now you don't even talk to God about it? Come on, be straight. What would you be doing if it was money was no object? You got to start rolling like this. Like Now, I'm not saying go do something goofy, but you got to start expecting God to move in this thing. Because look what he said. He even told you, it's a mindset. And if you're going to transition from natural to supernatural, you're going to have to renew your mind. Write that down. Write that down. You're going to have to be motivated by miracles. You're going to have to get a miracle mindset in everything you do. You go to Psalm 7711. This thing right here will get you. Now, I want you to write this down. Psalm 7711. You doing all right in here? I'm going to tell you what it's going to take. It's going to take renewing your mind. You know what that means? You have to start studying the miraculous. You know, it was funny back in the day when we were in Bible school, I used to laugh. They used to tell us, right, they, they would say, go watch the guys that were moving in miracles. You know, and I said, why do I got to watch them guys? They never told me like who, but I had a buddy. He said, go watch some guys moving in miracles. I said, why you got to watch people moving in miracles? He said, because if you start watching people moving miracles, you'll start moving in miracles. I said, really? He said, yeah, it's like sports. You know, like sports guys, watch guys that play sports. Why do you think you watch film? You watch film so you can pick up, you pick up something. That's like if you guys play guitar, right? You watch great guitarists. Why? You pick stuff up. If you play the drums, what do you do? You watch great drummers. Why? You play keyboard, right? You get around guys that play. Why? It rubs off. Amen? If you get around something long enough, it rubs off. If you go to work, if I go to work with you every day, it rubs off. You start watching miracles. You start reading about miracles. You start reading the Bible about miracles. You start getting a miracle mindset. What do you think is going to start happening to you? You're going to start moving in the miraculous. God does not want you to live a life of not enough. God wants you to live a miraculous, supernatural life this year greater than ever before. God is moving the church into the miraculous. Because let me tell you what the church has become. A great communication kingdom. But let me tell you, when the miracles start coming in the church, everybody becomes uncomfortable because man is out of control once the miraculous comes into effect. That's why the church likes to kind of keep it like, whoa, we'll get close, but we don't want to go. Is everybody freezing in here or something? Oh, all right, if you're cold, let me know. Right? But you know what I'm saying? I don't know, everybody started bundling up all of a sudden. I thought, like, everybody, like, oh, is my preaching that bad? Y'all, like, at least you ain't going to fall asleep tonight. Glory to God, right? But are you, are you catching what I'm saying? The church, let me tell you, when God comes and moves in the reckless, it becomes uncomfortable to the natural because you're out of control. Church sometimes doesn't like opening the door to it. We're open to it because there's this. It messes up your whole natural, normal program. Because, you know, when God comes in, everything else goes out. So you cannot be stuck like, hey, man, God might move. We got to be open to it. So you got to start being open to the miraculous in your house because God might come and just smack your day in the next half hour. You ain't, you ain't got no time to worry about where you're going. You're spending time with God. Yeah, everybody wants the revival. Let me tell you something about that, right? Before we talk about revival, you're going to see reformation. Reformation means this thing whole thing corrects itself. It'll start first there. But here's what I'm trying to say. It'll start in the house of the Lord. But everybody wants revival. But if we get a move of God and we got to come here every night for 72 weeks, who's down with that? Yeah, three hand claps. See what I'm saying? That's a weight, man. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, God, we want the miracles. Well, okay. Do you, are you ready for them? Because he might just show up in the morning and you get plastered and you got, let me tell you what happens, man. When you let God come in, he comes in. We got to get hungry for this stuff. What? Why not get a miracle in your family? That is impossible. Well, guess what? With miracles, nothing's impossible. 
You get a mindset for miracles. You got to start thinking about this stuff. Look what it says in Psalm 77, 11. He tells you, he says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I remember the wonders of old. He reminds his people. He said, remember the miracles I did. Remember how I parted the Red Sea. Remember how I healed blind eyes. Remember how I did them miracles. Remember how they, let's say, Pastor Chris, is this about healing people? Yeah, go lay hands on the sick. But it's more than laying hands on the sick. It's a miracle mentality. It's a mindset. It's going to make you get up in the morning with anticipation that something good's going to happen today. Something miraculous is going to happen today. Something great's going to happen today. It's going to set you ablaze. Because guess what you're going to do? You're going to get proactive with God. Man, I can't wait to get up tomorrow. Why? Because something good's getting ready to happen for me. Why? Because miracles are either, Oral Roberts said this. He said, miracles are either coming or going right by you every minute of the day. You got to get a mindset for it. And I'll be straight with you. I had a greater miracle mindset years ago than I do now. I'm just being straight. Why? Because there's a pocket in the things that God does in the body of Christ. And let me tell you what. There was great grace teaching. There was great word teaching. There was a miracle season. Some of you guys, like in the 70s, when you had the great healing revival, some of you were there, right? It was sweeping across the nation, right? Then you seen even, we just watched that movie. Was that movie they all got water baptized, that Craig Laurie did? Jesus Revolution? That was the Jesus movement. Everybody was getting saved. Some of you were part of that thing. Come on. I was too, I wasn't there. But all you people that were there, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody was getting saved, water baptized. It was great. Then we had the word of faith, right? Word of faith came, it was word, 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 word. Then we got this. Then you had the great healing revival. Who came out of that? You had T.L. Osborne, Oral Roberts, all those Billy Grahams, all those guys were preaching salvation. Hello? Hello? God's shifting this thing to go back to the miraculous. What's that mean? That means signs and wonders and miracles, man. That means you get ready. I'm being straight. You watch me. Watch what happens. Now, here's the thing. But how many know you got to renew your mind to this? Because if you don't have a mind-renewing ability, this is what Jesus said in Psalm 77. The psalmist said this. I will what? Well, okay. I will remember thy works of the Lord. Surely I remember the wonders of it old. Look what he says. Next verse. We're going to read a while. I will meditate. Also, of all thy works, and talk that I do. What do you say? He said, meditate on miracles and talk about them. You better write that down. That's how you get this. That's what he's talking about here. I will meditate and talk about. Meditate and talk about what? He just told you in the first verse. I remember the wonders. Come on, somebody. Oh, come on, you're a sign. You're a wonder. You're a miracle. Come on, man. You got to start thinking like this, expecting this. You know what I'm saying? Because what happens when something hits you? Limitation shows up. What happens when the miraculous shows up? Limitations are gone. You see what I'm saying? You understand this? So what's going? it's going to shift your whole mentality. You're going to be that guy. You know, like somebody, you ever been around like somebody that's always up no matter what you tell them? It'll be all right. It's like a nightmare, right? You're like, oh my God, this is a living nightmare. And that person, you don't even want to call them because you know they're going to be, find something good about this nightmare you're walking in, you know? It's like, you know, it's like, oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Everything's going to be good. Then they nothing good. No, God will make it good. You know what I mean? And that person, you don't want to call. When you want, you, when you want to complain, you don't call them. You know what I'm saying? You got that? That's how you're going to start being. Well, praise the Lord. I got a problem. Let me see how Jesus is going to get me out of this. Let's see God moving the miraculous. Amen. You're gonna start, you're gonna have to start, you're gonna have a little, you know, you're gonna have a little pep in your step, some of you. You know what I mean? You're gonna start changing the way you look at things, like praise be to God. I'm gonna get out of this mess. Watch God get me out. Look what he says here. Look at this, look, 
I will meditate also of thy work and talk of thy doings. You say he's meditating the miraculous and he's talking about miracles. Woo! You know what that is? That means you start what? You start talking about those things God did. You start reading about those things. You start expecting those things. And then you go back and remember those things. You go back and remember those things God did for you. You know what I'm saying? You go, oh, you know what? Remember that one? Remember that? Remember this? Remember that? All the new stuff coming up too. Praise be God. Someone say, well, I ain't got no miracles. Well, then you do the next thing he says. Stay close to who? Look at the next verse in 13. Thy way, O God, is in thy sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? What did he say? He said, your way is where? In the house of God. He's telling you stay close. You got to stay close to the house of God because something in the house rubs off on you. I'm telling you, this is how he's telling you. This is how you get a mentality for this. You come into corporate anointing, that thing gets on you. Next thing you know, you're believing God for greater than you could on your own. Why? Because in the corporate anointing, what's on the house of God rubs off on the people of God. That's why, you, you ever notice how sometimes it feels like something's trying to keep you from getting in here? Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to stay home. No, you don't want to stay home. Someone want to keep you away. Because when you come in here, I run air traffic control for God to speak to you. I'm smart enough to know I ain't that good a preacher. I'm just running air traffic control so God could speak to you. Basically, I'm the sideshow, and he is the main line. You understand what I'm saying? I come in here, and I'm doing my thing, and then you guys all, you know, because you know what I learned this? Like when I first started preaching down at the Miracle Center, I'd be there at the door, you know, talking to people, and they'd come up to me and say, man, Pastor, today when you said that, man, that was so good. I said, I didn't say that. <laughs> they come the guy come up one time. He's like, man, when you said that over there, man, woo, that really got me. I said, I didn't say that either. So what are people hearing? You know, kind of come and go. Next week I went back. You know, people are like, oh, that was so good. I got so blessed today. Like today, I was leaving today, right? Today was good, right? It was like a C plus B plus. You know what I mean? It wasn't like my A material. It was good. It was it was fun. It was functional, wasn't it? I got three people at the door. This is the best sermon you ever preached. They were shot out, man. They were so pumped. I was like, it wasn't that good, bro. I don't know what God did. Come on. I'm just, I'm just being straight. I love you. But it's like it downloads in their ear for them. You think I was preaching to them? No, God was downloading into them what he needed them to hear. Three people, two Texas. That's the greatest stuff I ever heard. I'm like, it was a C plus. Come on, let's get with it, right? But what am I trying to get you to see? When you come in the house of God, something goes pause in your life and God can speak to you. That's why coming in this building means so much for you and your family. You get one word from God, it'll change your life forever. You get one touch from heaven, it'll change your life forever. The kids came in here a couple weeks ago, and I don't mention who they were, but you know who she is. She works here and does stuff. That kid was sitting right there. And let me tell you, when God got on those kids, I said this. I said, I don't care how much you talk to that little joker. I don't care how much you prayed for that little joker. I don't care how many times you took him to church. What happened to him when God got on him, nobody in the world can ever take away. And he will never say a day in his life, God, that my mama serves ain't real because God got on the kid. How's that going to happen? That can't happen if you ain't in the sanctuary. One week I was kidding. You know, I was here. You know, you guys were here. I'm not kidding, but, you know, the kids, they love. One week we were here, and, man, I went on the floor over there, and I turned the corner over there, and the power got hit me, and I fell on the ground crying like a little girl. You know, I didn't, I was nothing wrong with crying girls. But, you know what I mean? But I went home, and, you know, my kid tells me, he goes, Dad, you fell on the ground, and you cried like a little girl. What happened? I said, well, God gets on you, you'll cry like a little girl too. Hey, man, see what I'm saying? The kids are seeing this stuff. 
they don't understand it, but they're seeing it. They're like, God got on people. What's going on here? How are you going to get that if you ain't in the house? You ain't going to get that in the living room, bro. You know what I'm saying? But it might happen. God bless you, but you got a better shot in the house. Something will rub off. You say, well, I've been going for 30 years and nothing rubbed off yet. Come on, we believe in miracles. There's another time is coming. Come on, expect it. Expect it. Expect it. Start putting demand. Start seeking it. That's what he tells you in First Corinthians. He said, seek after the gifts of the Spirit. You got to start expecting this stuff to happen. Prophesying and praying and Holy Ghost moving and God doing the miraculous and believing God. Look what it says in the next verse. Get close. Stay close. Stay close to what? The sanctuary. Look what it says. Thy way, O God, is in where? The sanctuary. That's why getting in the building means something. Because when you get in the building, something gets in you. Woo! Come on, right? Who is as great as our God? He does the miraculous. Look at this, 14. Thou art God that does wonders and has declared thy strength among the people. Amen? He does what? He does wonders and he strengthens his people. You put a mentality of this miracle mindset, and guess what? It's going to be the best year of your life. This year is going to be the best year of your life. Well, Pastor Chris, how in the world can you say it? Because you're going to do something different than you ever did before. Now, listen, I keep telling you because I, I build this thing for people that are business people. That's why I got I, well, those guys I coach. They're the best thing that ever happened to me. And there's girls, too. But the peop, they help me because they got such a busy schedule. They work so hard, I don't even understand it. Right? But I go, how in the heaven? I start thinking about it. Lauren, thank God, and me and PL and everybody, I was like, how am I going to help these guys? They work like God knows how much. How are you gonna? I broke it down in bite-sized pieces because you guys are busy. You ain't got it five, three hours in a prayer room. I was like, well, good. Let's just break it down. So here's what I did. I said, what can you give me? Can you give me five minutes a day? Yeah, that's easy. Can you give me six minutes a day? That's simple, Pastor Chris. Can you give me one scripture a week? Yeah, I can do that. Can you read six scriptures a day? Give me one scripture to meditate. Pray with me for five minutes. And can you figure out the confessions? And we're getting ready to go launch that this week. I'm going to go do those verbal confessions like about peace and about faith. Can you listen to it? Yeah, I can listen to it. What else you need besides that? You can go do all that other stuff on your own, but I gave you a daily devotional. I gave you a confession. I gave you a meditation. You're praying in the spirit with me. Now you got a meditative spirit thing, and now you got a confessional you say out loud. How much more you need? You do that every day for the rest of this year coming up, this new year. What are you going to look like at the end of the year? You're going to have 52, 52 scriptures in you. You prayed five minutes a day, right? And that, that'll carry over. Come on, now you're getting even more spiritual. Come on, you got 52 scriptures you put in your heart. You prayed every day. You read what? You read six to 10 scriptures a day, every day. You're meditating. You got your mind going the right way. You're giving. You got everything going in the right direction. What are you going to look like in a year? You're going to look a whole lot better than the year you didn't do it. And everybody says, well, that ain't big. Well, God didn't say you got to be big. He just said, stay faithful. You don't need all this stuff. And I got, I'm smart enough to know the minute you read it, God's going to start speaking to you, and he's going to give you stuff. And when I tell you meditate about this, God might start talking about that. But if you don't start taking steps towards God, Amen. you ain't going to see it. And I told you, some of you, you got to start making these decisions now because guess what? Say, well, I didn't do it. You know, well, guess what? Don't ask yourself to do it. Make yourself do it. Let me give you the preacher secret of the world. I don't want to, Pastor Chris doesn't want to read the Bible. Pastor Chris doesn't want to pray. Pastor Chris don't want to do jack. Okay? So if pastor in a church is supposed to be some holier than holy thing, and I'm supposed to be so connected to God, don't don't, don't not copy my life. Just hear what I'm saying. If this is supposed to be the woohoo job of the year, and you're supposed to want to do it, I'm sitting here telling you, I don't want to do none of it. Okay? Cat's out of the bag. Okay? I make myself do it. Are you here now? 
Look at your neighbor and say, I'm talking to you. So do you feel better that I make myself read the Bible? Hello? I know there's somebody so spiritual in here. You love it. I love reading my Bible. Good. God bless you. Goody two-shoes. I hope you get a good spot in heaven. Right? I love praying. I love to pray. I love it. I pray to stay sane and not punch somebody in the head. So come on. Right? So I make myself pray. Come on. Clap for yourself. Ain't you doing great? I make myself read the Bible. I make myself come to church. Isn't that great? Is that awesome? You don't want to come? No, I don't want to see some of you some days. I love you, but I don't like you sometimes. Come on. No, come on. That's funny. Just laugh. I'm goofing around, right? Come on. Are you here? Have you figured out that it's not a feel? I feel like. I don't feel like doing none of it. I don't feel like doing any of it. You make yourself do it. You make yourself read. Do you feel like going to work? Do you feel like it? No. You make yourself go. Now listen, does it kick in every once in a while where you like it? Yeah. But sometimes, oh my God. It's like dead wood. It's like, oh my God. God. Oh. And you read it anyway. Stop this. Because here's what happens. If you don't get a clear vision, you won't have the disciplines. And that's the problem. Because here's the thing. Habits wear off. All that stinking stuff just fades away. you got to get a vision. Here's vision. Oh, I got it, Pastor. I understand today. I have to build this safeguard in my life so that I could stay on my spiritual course. Why? Because if I don't, I can get off. And the minute you get off a line of truth, it's hard to get back. So what you do is you build these safeguards like vision guardrails. And then what you do is this, you go, oh, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to get up and do this. Whatever works for you. You don't like my stuff? Go get somebody else's stuff. I don't care what you read. Just make sure you read something. I got people in here that love Joyce Myers. She got a devotional. Go get her devotional. I got people in here that love the Hagans. Go get Pastor Hagan. Pastor Hagan every day. They said to me, some of you guys like Brother Copeland. He gives out a thing every day. Go read it. Go read somebody's stuff, but make sure every day you start loading up, because here's the thing. If you don't, guess what's going to happen? Have you ever seen you when you have been farther away from God? You get a little salty. I don't want to say nothing about you. Have you ever been a little away from God, and you know you have you spent every little time being away from prayer? A little too long being out of the Word? What? How'd you like you? He said he's confused. I like he's like, I was confused. Yeah, guess what? It ain't safe. So stop getting, and I know why you get away, because life gets hard. Don't let hard times stop you from following a faithful God. Don't worry about why. Why this happened? Who knows? Maybe it's just the, I don't know. Maybe it's the enemy just trying to get you to quit. Tell the enemy, shut up, I ain't quit. You got to renew your mind to the miracles, right? Now, write those down. I got like 10 more minutes, you all right? You got the thing? He says, look at this. That, look at this, right? He gave you strength. That, I got a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know how much I'll get out. That is what? 15. We're going to read all the way through 18, 20, something like that. 20, right? Look at this. But watch this. He gets deep here. He starts telling you what's going on. 15. Thou has with thine arm redeemed thy people. Now he's talking big. He said, look, man, God redeemed everybody with his hand. He reached down and got you. Now he's talking big, right? The sons of Jacob and Joseph. Look, he says in 16, the waters saw thee, O God, and the waters saw thee, and they were afraid, and the depths were also troubled. Talking about how big God is. Things see you moving, man, and they're scared because you're big. 
God's so big. Stop talking about how small God is. Stop talking about a big God. Stop talking so big you scare people when you're talking. You know what I mean? Like, my God's so big, he does miracles. Get everybody freaked out. Freak them all out. Get so big in God, you just talk so big. People around you that got a small mind, they don't even want to be around you. Be like, my God's big. Watch him do it. They look at you like you're crazy. You know what I mean? I was in Bible school. You know, I was a mess in Bible school, you know, because I didn't go to the pastor's group. Could you believe it? I went in the evangelist group. I started talking about miracles. I was, thinking, I, was, I was big, man. I was talking big. I was like, man, when I get out of there, I'm going to go do big things, right? And all these little stiff pastors were like, we ain't going to have you come to my church. I said, I don't want to go to your dead church. You're dead now. Imagine how dead your church is going to be. And they were looking at me like, we don't know if we like you. And all the guys that were cool like me, they're like, you can come to my church. I'll book you now. I was like, I don't know where I'm going to be out. But when I get out, you can get me. But I ain't going to them dud churches because you guys are duds now. You got no expectation and no miracle working ideas. You don't believe in God for nothing. You stick it in a board right now. How are you going to raise people up and have people? I knew it even then. The dean of the Bible school got mad at me. Ever tell you that story? Because I told him, he got, I, was in the, I told you this story. I was ushering back then. And they said, my buddy said, Zarno. He used to call me Zarno. He goes, Zarno. We were all the thing. You'll love this, B. I was over there, and he was over there. I had section one over there, whatever it was, two. And I was in my section, and he said, Zarno, why were you not at the gym today? I said, I had to go to work. I had to do stuff. And I said, the only reason why I go to the gym is to snap crutches, break canes, and throw wheelchairs anyway, so I can miss a day here and there. I swear I said that out loud. The guy heard me, the dean of school. He said, you better get good insurance. I looked him straight in his face, and I said, buddy, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to need his insurance. My God will back me up. <laughs> I was loud and bold, man. I love it. You know what? I ain't never had to pay for nothing. God's showed up with miracles every time. I knew what he was saying. He was trying to balance it out, but I don't need balance. I need fire sometimes. I don't need nobody to doubt what my God can do. You might have had a good intention, but your good intention went wrong. Why? Because nothing was stopping my faith. Nothing was getting in my way. And maybe I was a little irreverent, but I didn't even care. I'll repent about it later. Why? Because I knew that God can do more than what everybody else was believing he could do. Stop putting God in a box and saying he's only going to do this and only do that. Don't you put God in a box. You break him out and you go for it. Well, what are you going to do? Snatch him up out of wheelchairs. What are you going to do if you snatch them up and it don't work? I said, what if it does? What if you kick the car? That's why that Mara Cirillo story me. I, I went to go see Mara Cirillo. I left so mad. I was kicking doors. Oh, Karen, you should have seen me. I was ugly. I got out of the meeting. I was so mad. I kicked, door, I kicked the door to the Denny's, wherever we went. I was so mad. You guys weren't with me. I opened the door. I was mad. I was so mad. And they're like, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm so mad. They go, what are you mad about? I said, Cirillo just went over there and preached this gospel and Lester Summer on these guys snapping wheelchairs and kicking people out and miracles and blind eyes and supernatural stuff. And we're here like ding-dongs going to Denny's and we ain't doing nothing for God. And I, want, I was hungry to see God move. And, I, they were, and that's when they were like, well, what if, what if this? And what if I said, what if he does? What if we, I'm tired of what if he don't? What if he does? What if he does open blind eyes? And what if he does heal them? And what if he does? Stop telling me, wait, what if he don't? I don't care if he don't. The burden of proof isn't on me. It's on Jesus. Go for it anyway. When's the last time you laid hands on the sick? When's the last time you believed? from blind eyes? When's the last time you knew miracles could take place? When's the last time you believed it could be done? When's the last time you took a step of faith and said, my God can do miracles? Now I'm worried about it. What are you worried about? I used to lay hands on them and say, burden the proof ain't on me, it's on God. Or Roberts said, they said, or Roberts, they tried to catch him one time. They said, what are you going to do if you pray for people in the line and they die? He said, I'll go pray for the next one. 
You gotta have that kind of faith, that kind of tenacity. Now, what am I gonna do? You're gonna bring this in your business. Man, we did this this year, we're doing that next year. That's a miracle number. I believe in miracles. You're gonna do this in your marriage. Man, we got a level three marriage. We so ho, hum, drum, drum, going through the motions. You know what I mean? Some of you got that. Don't look at your spouse right now. Just look straight ahead. Nobody will know. You know what I mean? I ain't excited to see you. Don't say that out loud. You'll get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? But I'm being serious. You know what I mean? You're just going through the morning like, wait, this ain't exciting. Man, not this year. We're going to have a miracle marriage. Come on. How about them kids, right? And I'm going to tell you what. Those kids, some of them are 50. Man, that little joker still fit. Go get them. No, man, it's going to be the best year. I got miracles on my mind. I'm going to go attack people. Some of you are too, you got to start becoming proactive. You're too passive. You're laying back. You're waiting, waiting. I'm going to wait for the right opportunity. Create the right opportunity. Go attack that thing. And say, God, I'm, gonna, I'm going after it. And guess what? If it's wrong, you better stop me. But if you don't stop me, I'm going for it. Do that with your business stuff. We ain't waiting for it to come. We're going to go start it. And if God says no, we'll just steer me before I get there. Get moving. Stop living this lethargic, slowed up, start believing miracles. I'm going to tell you right now, God's waiting for you. You ain't waiting for God. Now, look what he said here. Now, I'm telling you, you catching me? You got to catch what I'm saying. I know you are, right? Look at it. Thou redeem your people. Look what he says here in 16. Right? The water saw you got scared. The clouds poured out water and the sky sent out what? A sound. Thine arrows went aboard. He's talking about all those miracles. He's talking about, you know what he's talking about? The Red Sea parted. That's exactly what he's talking about. You know what he's talking about right there? Man, it fell out the sky. You know what he's talking about right there? When the prophet of God saw there was no rain, he said, I see a man's hand up in the sky. It looks like rain's coming. He's talking about all the miracles he did. He's talking about Red Sea's part. He's talking about arrows falling out the sky. He said what? He said, he destroys your enemies. He said, take your arrow, shoot it out the window. Shoot it underground. What's he talking about? Miracle working God that you serve. Doing the miracles. Taking the rod of Aaron and touching the water. Parting Red Seas. Jehoshaphat's of the world and the Gideons of the world. Where's the Gideons rising up? Where's the Josephs of this generation? Come on, somebody. Where's the Joshua that's going to walk down and have some shout and get some walls to fall? You think that God went away? He didn't go away. Watch God do family restoration miracles in your life. Well, I don't need manna falling out the sky, bro. No, duh. I ain't talking about manna falling out the sky. I'm talking about miracles in your family, miracles in your body, miracles in your marriage, miracles with your kids, miracles with your extended family, miracles with the people you've been believing God for. Why not? And some of you sitting there, well, God, no, pick up the phone and go get them. Well, I don't know if they're going to like it. Who, who cares if they like it? Attack them anyway. You're waiting, passively waiting. I don't know what you're waiting for, right? Listen, the voice of thunder in the heaven and the lightnings of the world. The earth trembled and shook. The way is in the sea, and thy path is thy great waters, and thy footsteps are known. Thou leadest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. What's he talking about? He led those children of Israel out. Right? He led, come on, guys. He led them through the desert. Their clothes didn't wear out. They had manna provided. They had water from a rock. He produced miracle provision. He produced healing. And you trying to figure out how God's going to get you out? I'm pretty sure if he's the God that did the miracles for them, he could do a miracle for you. I'm pretty sure he's going to be faithful. What's the first thing that, well, why'd you bring me out here to die? Isn't that us? 
Well, that's what they said. What do we say? Same thing, right? Why well, I got to go through this? Don't you think if God's got you out there in the middle of the desert, he's going to get you out? Write this down. You're going to live. How do you live your best life now? Okay? How do you live your best life now? We're going to talk about this all month. Write these down. First of all, I'm going to give you four things I know the Lord spoke to me. And then I'll, I'll break them all down next week. Okay? You got to stop pushing this thing. Write this down. Stop pushing things off into the future. Stop it. Just because you talk about it doesn't mean you did anything with it. People think if they talk about something, they moved it. You didn't move it nowhere just because you talked about it. It's still right in front of your face. Stop pushing it off in your future and do it today. And if it ain't right today, step towards it. And if not, let God fix it. You understand what I'm saying? Stop waiting. Write these down. I'm going to give you four things. Ready? Right. How do you do this? How do I start living my best life now? You got to start thinking the best. You got to start thinking the best. You're thinking. You have to renew your mind to the miracles of God. You have to renew your mind to God. And you got to renew your mind to who God is and how God works. Does that make sense? Come on, I got like five minutes. You can handle this. You ready for this? So your thinking's off. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you don't think right, you cannot produce right. If you don't think right, you don't act right. You don't think right, you don't talk right. You don't think right, you don't walk right. Every time you're thinking, if you see action, if your mouth's jacked up, it was a thought before it ever became words. If your actions are messed up, it was a thought before it ever became a movement. Everything starts with your thinking. If you don't think right, I want you meditating on the miraculous. I want you thinking good thoughts. You got to think the best. You got to believe the best. I'm telling you, some of you, it stops in your mind. I can't do it. Who in the heaven told you you can't do it? Who in the heaven said you can't? My job for 2024 is I am going to get internally inside of you somehow and remove every limitation that you have within you. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a limit. I'm going to be an limit. I am going to be a limitation eliminator for your life. I'm going to remove them because you don't have no limitations with God. You just got a thought that creates your ceiling. Your thinking is your ceiling. And if you can remove your thinking to another level, you'll have no ceiling no more. Why not God? Why not you? Why not now? Remove it, right? Two, write this down. You think the best, you got to believe the best. Okay? Because that's faith. Well, you know, how many people get up like, oh, God, what's going to happen today? You got to stop that nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Some of you, every time the phone rings, you think, oh, now what? Forget that junk. Believe the best. You got to start believing the best. If you want to have the best year of your life, you got to think the best. You got to believe the best. What's the best look like? Victory, man. <laughs> you understand that? You got to start, you got to start believing the best. We'll help you. Man, well, I, I don't know if I can. Well, you can you got to renew your mind to what God said about you. Because here's what you got to get. Because check this out. This is big. I'm, I'm going to create, I'm going to write, just write this down. This is, let me jump ahead a little bit. But I, I am going to create an I am identity inside of you. I am. An I am identity inside of you. We're going to talk about that. You know what an I am identity is? When Moses came and showed up, right? What did he say? He said, who do I say sent me? I am. You're going to get that same I am identity. That's what, what was Moses trying to find? Limitation. I can't do it. What was his big thing? I can't speak. I can't do this. God told him he could do it, but he said he couldn't. So God's telling him he can do it because he thinks he can't. God's got to go send Aaron with him. God's got to go talk him into the thing. He's got to talk him up to get him to go. What did God say? He said, I am. I am everything you need, and you can do it because I am is with you. 
How many times has God spoken to you and you start almost, don't quote me on this thing in a rough way, but we what? We pull it down to our level of what we think we can produce. God didn't say, what do you think you could produce? He said, I am with you. And if I am with you, I am more than enough. And I am going to make sure it gets done. If you stop removing these limitations, like, you know what I mean? If you stop having these limitations, what I should say, if you remove these limitations, you have no ceiling. You got to get the right I am identity. Why? Why do we have our own identity still? Because we now have reprogrammed ourselves to the identity that God gave us. That's why you got to renew your mind. And renewing your mind is a process. And people think, like, I renew my mind. Baloney. Nobody in this room even started renewing their mind yet. I'm going to work you this year. Make you renew your mind. It takes time to renew your mind. You're talking too much like a human. You ain't a human. You're a supernatural being. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My God in heaven. When you got your I am identity, what can God tell you? Well, you want to see where it starts? It starts in Galatians 2.20. You know that? You want to see it? Look, you got to see this stuff. It'll help you. Right? Galatians 2.20 shows you this stuff. I got a bunch of stuff in here. Uh, we'll do it this year. You want to see it? You want to see, um, you want to see it? Can you put it in passion? Sorry. It's, it reads better. And it reads in there because it pulls it out. Okay? It pull, okay, you all right? I am crucified. You know this one, King James, right? I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but not, you know, I don't live anymore. But I like it better than this one. I like you like this one? Look at the read this one. My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. What don't live? My identity. So where's your identity found in him? So you ain't you no more. You're him. See, this is how I know. Right there, everybody, half the room's like, what do you mean? No, you ain't you. You have no more right to be you anymore the minute you step into Christ. The weight I'm going to drop on you this year is going to make your head spin. But I don't really care. You're going to do it because you're smart. You understand this? And this spiritual, Gigi made me laugh. She goes, Daddy, sometimes your spiritual stuff's like here. But you know what's funny? It ain't that high. You just believe what I tell you. Because here's the thing you got to realize. Your life is never decided by what you believe. Your life's decided by who you believe. See, you got to believe somebody. And you want to know what I want you to do this year? I want you to believe me more than you believe yourself. Because I got news for you. You don't even know who you are. I know who you are more than you know who you are. Because I found you in the Bible. You found you in the mirror. But I found you in the word. So you ain't who you think you are. Because you think you are what you've been producing. What you've been producing is not who you are. It's who you think you are. The next season of your life will be the best season of your life. Because I'm just going to show you who God says you are. Look over here. He said what? He said, my old identity has been what? Co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. So I don't really live no more. For the nails that... That cross that crucified him are the same nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life no longer is mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. So you ain't here no more. Because you ain't really you no more. You're him. And when the more you figure out you're him and not you, the more a you is going to disappear and the more him is going to appear. Come on, somebody. You see in this day? And you what? And now my life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much 
that he gave himself for me, and he dispenses his life into mine. So we're going to pour you out, and we're going to pour him in, and you're going to start being more like him by the process of renewal of the mind. It's a law. It's a transformation process. When Jesus fulfilled it, he went to the Mount of Transfiguration and transfigured before them, and he said, look, now I used to think Jesus went up there and was like, hey, check this out. No, the process was over because when he got up there, he transfigured. What the glory on the inside showed up on the outside, and when it did, it scared everybody. Why? Because they seen something. Look at this right here. So just we'll talk about this this year because that's a lot. Write this down. you got to start speaking the best. Write that down because we're going to take communion with you guys tonight. Okay, it's cool. You got to start speaking the best. How many of you know you got to change your vocabulary? Write that down. You got to change the way you talk. You cannot talk limited. You cannot talk doubt. You cannot talk unbelief. You cannot stop talking like this. You got to stop it. Talking all this fear and all this nonsense. Well, I just want to be real. No, be faith-filled and stop being real. Real is ridiculous. What's real? You understand me? That ain't real. Talking real, these people don't make no sense. I just want to talk real. No, that's fear. That ain't real. That's feelings. That ain't real. Now, listen, I'm not trying to be so goofy you can't talk to nobody. You understand what I'm saying. You don't need to be blabbing out of your pie hole everything that comes in your head, and the next thing you do, create stuff in your life you don't want to see. Bring that stuff to God. The stuff you're afraid with and the stuff you're worried with and the stuff you're scared with and the stuff that's jacking you up, stop bringing that thing out in public and go get that thing to God in prayer and talk to him about it. Stop talking lack and all this mess and all this unbelief and all this nonsense. You got to stop talking it. You know what I'm saying, man. I'm not saying you can't talk to your husband, your wife. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we just talk in this unbelief and all this garbage, and we don't even, we don't got no filter over our mouth, and then we understand why we don't have this, we have this atmosphere we don't want to see. You don't want to do that. Stop it. Right? And here's the last one. Write this out. You got a fellowship with the best. Write that down. Because I got news for you. If you're going to focus on your past, you're never going to see your future. You can't do it. So I want you fellowshipping with the best. What does that mean? I thought that one was kind of odd, right? So you know this stuff. It's easy, right? Think the best. Who doesn't know to do that? Believe the best. Speak the best. Fellowship. I like that thing, fellowship with the best. You know what that means? You got to start associating yourself with the people that you want to be in the future, not the people you are right now. You see what I'm saying? Like, you got to look in your, 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 your pool of fellowship and go, man, do I want to go where any of these people I'm hanging out with are at? Oh, that's a big question, man. You got to fellowship with the best because the opportunity for you to go to your next level, you know, we call it like level up. If you're going to level up, you got to get around people that at the next level of spirituality where you want to be. You do this as business people too. If you're a business person, what do you do? You level up. You got to get around people that are bigger than you so you can see. Right? But you got to do this spiritually. Who's around me? Who's influencing me? I got to fellowship with the best. I got to believe the best, speak the best, live the best. But here's my last one, right? I got to what? I got to start fellowshipping with the best. Who am I hanging out with, man? You know what I'm saying? Now I know you got, you got something. But man, I got to maybe get some good friends in the new. I ain't got no friends that really believe like I believe. Maybe this is your year to build some relationships, man. I'm just telling you, man, because here's the thing. You're going to, you show me the people you're hanging out with, I'll show you where you're going to be. And, you know, I get it, though, and this is not like, sometimes it's like a loaded thing with church. You know, like, oh, you're trying to get us connected. No, I'm trying to save your life. 
You have to get around people that think like you think and believe like you think and fellowship with people that have like-minded faith. Because guess what? As you start getting around these like-minded people, you know what they do? They make you level up. You know what I mean? And then what happens is what? You start seeing life in a different perspective. And everybody's been saying this. You know, like relationships. You know, Doc always says that relationships are like buttons on an elevator. Some of them take you up and some of them pull you down. It's the God's honest truth. You get around some people, they'll pull you down. You get around other people, they'll take your level up. But here's the thing. You have to pursue right relationships and fellowship. That's why, I, it was funny. I, you know, I'm telling you, that thing really hit me. That's why I'm going to get with these guys. I want the guys in the church. Like, the girls are doing really good. But I want every one of you guys with me this year. And you guys, I'm going to make you connect. That statistic, Dennis gave it to me. I told you tomorrow. It blew me out of the water. I almost fell out of the chair when I heard it. I was like, are you kidding me? You got to be out of your mind. If a mom, if parent, married people, I'm screwing it up, but he'll tell you all. I got it messed up, but it was like if a parents, you know, like you, you guys, right? Okay, husbands, wives, and they got kids, right? If mom comes to church with the kids, 37% of them go to church. In the future, the kids. If dad shows up with mom, 92 or 93, was it two or two? 92% will follow on to go and spend time in church, correct? Isn't that right? Is that close? Did you just hear what I said? So if the mom and dad, so I got all you dads want to go do whatever, I'm coming to get you jokers. Because I need you in church. Because if you're in church, mom will be in church. And then the kids' longevity in church will last forever. So I'm going to go get the guys. You know what I mean? Because you, because I'll tell you, because Jesus is cool, man. And I'm not some dork pastor, so you can hang out with me because I'm cool. Right? So you're going to love it. All right? So let's go. But you got to get this thing. Fellowship is going to be key. And you got to start asking you, who's influencing my life? That's the big thing right there. Write that down. Where do I get influence from? And I know what happens sometimes. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable leveling up because it's uncomfortable because, man, you get around some people. I got friends. I, who asked me that? Oh, we were talking. And I said, there's guys when I go get in their presence, I prepare myself mentally before I get there. I'm telling listen to me, man. They're scary. Because the way they think is at a whole other level. So literally, I prepare myself to get in their atmosphere. Because once I get in, I got to level up so fast that if I'm not paying attention in my A game, they'll leave me in the dust, man. So I got to I prepare myself before I go into the environment. I'm like, okay, let me get here. Because if I'm not here, these dudes are talking here. You got to find somewhere like that. Like when you walk in the room, you're uncomfortable. People around some of you that pull you up. Now, I'm not saying everybody's got to have all that stuff, but you know what I'm talking about. Some of you are looking to go to another level. If you're like, you, you're creative, right? You, can, you, can't, you can't hang out with me about creative. I can't create nothing like that. But when you get around another artist, they pull you up. Musicians, I can't play jack. But if you get around a guy that plays that thing at another level, that guy, if I golf with a better golfer, I pray my game gets better. It doesn't happen, but praise the Lord, right? But you can at least see what it looks like at another level. You got to put the work in. You know what I mean? If you're writing... You're writing really good, Michael. It's good stuff. I'm telling you, keep doing it, man. It's great stuff. But he's writing books. You know what I mean? If you write, you get around somebody that writes. Like PL writes like that. You guys are a different level of writing. I can't write like that. You know, I, I don't even write it. I, I Lauren writes it. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. She does a great job. But we talk about it. But you can have some credit. Come on, right? But what am I saying? See what I'm saying? Some people just got it like that. You know what I mean? But I, But what I can do is this.
go there, man. He'll show up in the room. He'll walk through the wall, man. And I know people are like, this is crazy, dude. What are you doing? Weird thing, weird man. He shows up. You just can't be scared to go out there. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys got like, where's he at? Hey, you just got you got to be, you can't be, you can't be scared to go out on nothing. Because you know he's going to show up. And then he just comes in the room. Most tangible, man. He's got a, you know, Jeff, you just reach He shows up. His presence shows up. Shifts the room. You gotta trust him. You just gotta trust him this year. And you gotta look at those things like, man, am I am I believing the best? Am I expecting the best? Am I talking the best? Am I fellowship? Am I fellowshipping with the best? Decisions you make in your life determine your future. Some of them look some of them look like they're good, but you better make sure it's God. And sometimes you know you get in this atmosphere. A church, church is cool. You should have a level of comfort, but you should never get so comfortable you become familiar. Like something just can happen at any minute. He can walk in the room. You know, we sing that song about he's in the room. Man, you know when he's in the room. You can just feel it. It's like God's like wait. He just, he just comes in. Like you feel him now. It becomes tangible. It's peace. Oh, just close your eyes. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Speak to your people, Lord. Fill them up, Lord. Touch your people, Lord. Well, I pray you speak loud and clear. I know this is going to be the best year of your life, spiritually, without a shadow of a doubt. Father, I thank you for leading us and guiding us and helping us. I thank you, Lord, that as we get ready to take communion this week this week to me is like consecration we're preparing our heart for the fast this is the last day of this year and you've been faithful you've been true and as we step into this next season I pray you just speak into our hearts and our minds we're going to pray, we're going to fast, we're going to give, we're going to do all that, but we're going to seek your face. And tonight, we'll leave one dimension and we'll step into another. And when we step into that other dimension, we know something is going to open for us that's been different than ever before. You are time. You're the door opener. 
Thank you that you're opening supernatural, miraculous doors for this year like never before. And I thank you, Father, that you're, you're leading and guiding and helping your people see and know. So I thank you, Father, that in this week, lead them, guide them, help them. Show them what to surrender. Show them what to sacrifice. Show them what to give up. Show, show them what to sow. Speak to them about everything. Because we want to be spirit-led. Spirit-led life's the best life. Life of obedience. Life of being faithful. Father, as we take communion, we consecrate our life to you. We know that we're going to fulfill everything you have for us because you've been faithful. Thank you that we believe this will be the year of the miracle. Supernatural signs and supernatural opportunity and supernatural abilities. Thank you for the year of the miraculous taking place in our life. Blessing us. Jesus, mighty name. We just know that this is going to be a great year. I'm excited about next week. Don't forget this week. I know tomorrow is the holiday. Everybody, enjoy, of course, enjoy your time. We're not going to start. Um, we're not going to start the fast until next Sunday. So this is your week to prepare your heart. You know what I mean? What? What is? You know? And I think talk it over. You know, like me and PL talked it over. I was like, what do you want to fast? Like God might give her something different. Or, but I was like, let's fast. Let's believe God. Let's expect God to do what He's going to do. So this is your week. You know what I mean? Give God something. Give Him your time. And then Sunday, we're going to come here and we're going to take off, man. We're just going to go for it. And we're going to be meeting throughout the month. There's going to be Saturday prayer classes here at the church. As Kathy's teaching. Now, some of you, I want to talk to you about this real quick while they're taking the cups. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you're like, I don't pray in tongues. I don't know nothing about all that. I want to know. You got a four, like it's three, really almost four weeks of class. We talk about prayer, types of prayer, how to pray. You come a little early on Saturday, you go, and then we got prayer. We got prayer here, Saturday mornings during the fast. That Friday night before the fast ends, we're going to have a night of worship here. Just come in, worship teams, just going to do worship. You can just pray, you can sit in the seat, you can lay on the floor, I don't care what you do. Just get in the building, Amen. And then we're going to start getting ready. And then, of course, we're at. But I really believe the momentum of the spiritual impact just carries you into a year that you can't have without doing it. I don't know how to explain it. You can't explain it. You just got to participate. You know, it's funny. It's like you see people. It's funny, right? You got what you prayed for. You know what I mean? Like people testified this week. Like, we prayed this. We got it. We prayed that. We got it. We believe this during the fast. We got it. I'm like, look, man, I'm not God. He does it. You know what I mean? So I don't know what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But ask God what he wants you to do. And then you just be obedient the best you can. And, and this is a big thing, too. What if I fast and what if I mess up? Who cares? Get right back up the next day. You know what I mean? You're like, I said I ain't going to do this. And I did it. Big deal. God, at least you tried. You know what I mean? Give it a go. You know? And then we're going we're gonna to come together. We're going to help you. We got a devotion. Pastor Liz wrote a devotional. For 21 days, every day with a prayer focus, we're going to give you that. We're going to do videos. We're going to encourage you. We're going to help you. We're going to have prayer times together. We're going to come alongside you and help you do this. Make this the best year of your life. Okay? 
But all you got to do this week is take some time and say, God, what am I doing here? And I'm going to be serious with you. You know you do this. I do it too. I don't even know how it does. I get on, I'm looking at, you know, I'm always looking at something goofy on that. I don't, I'm not a game guy and play games, but I look at stuff, you know, like Pastor Liz laughs. Like I'm looking at watches, shoes, goofy, crazy stuff. You know, I'm flipping through it. Man, I get caught up, man. I come out, you come out, it's like an hour later. I'm like, where did I go? You know what I mean? You don't even realize, like, you're just looking, at, and I'm looking at stuff, you know. I'm looking at, like, fishing, and, like, this is cool, you know. Some stupid stuff, and the next thing you know, I'm caught. 40 minutes later, I wake up to consciousness, like, what did I just waste 40 minutes on? Stupid stuff, and how to make pies, or some dumb thing, right? I'm like, I don't, you know, what are we doing? So maybe it's like, we go, okay, you know what we're going to do? We go to bed at whatever time you go to I'm going to put this thing down about eight. We ain't picking it up. And I'm just going to go spend some time listening to the word. I don't know what to tell you, but there's something there. Just just find your thing. You know what I mean? And they just say, hey, God, I'm not going to do. I'm not a big reader. Put on the thing. Put on the thing. The Bible. Listen to it. Read a proverb a day. Give them something. Give them. When's the last time you spent five minutes just praying, talking to God? Give him that. That that would blow God out. 21 days of five minutes with you. He'd be doing for cartwheels, man. I'm telling you, man. I know he wants time with you. What am I going to talk about for five minutes with God? I don't know. Tell him about whatever you want to tell him about. Just talk to him. Well, I can't see him. I got I can't I can't see what's in my head, but I hear a lot of things. How about you? Just talk to him. Say, hey God, what's going on? You know, hey. This is what I'm going through. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm... Get this thing going this year and just take steps. Little steps. I'm telling you, little steps become big strides. Just take them, okay? You can just go to relevantfl.org slash fast, and there's all of that information. If you say, I don't, it tells you about the fast. It, yeah. it has your, your you can do your um, commitment digitally um, and and put your, send your prayer requests in. Yeah. We pray over those prayer requests every single day. They are prayed over. Um, so you can even send, if you want to send your prayer requests just personally to Pastor Chris and myself, I want you it. can. We want them. We get those and nobody else sees those but us. And then when we're done, with them they go in a box and people pray over them but they don't read them so we read them and pray over them two years ago guy in the church he's not here he walked up to me and he handed me an envelope nobody in this building knows who it is in that envelope he was believing for family reconciliation for one of his wonderful people I took it I put put it in my pocket It's got to be two years. There doesn't go a Sunday when I see his face. I don't think about his kid. Has it happened yet? No, but it's gonna. You need somebody to stand with you. We, I read every one of them. Every one. Of them. And I don't know why, what, whatever. Something just happens. Can't explain it. Don't want to explain it. But it. Maybe it's a response. I don't know what it is. We get in agreement. And I'm telling you, I could see the day him coming to me and go, you're not going to believe it. And I'm going to go, yes, I can. Tell me what you're going to tell me. There's things like that. We pray for stuff. I look at pray for your brother that one year he was going through. You guys pray. Some of the stuff, you know, you publicly talk about other things. You don't, man, I privately talk. You could send it to me. 
email it, write it. It's easy. It's csarno at relevantfl.org. Just see, I get it. That goes to me. Nobody else reads it. Or give it, or give your prayer cards. They pray over them. I got stacks in them. We put them in a box. We leave them around all year long. We pray for it. God didn't forget it. I don't care if it's 20 years ago. God said he's going to do it. He'll do it. Amen. Amen. So uh, I hope you're excited and you're ready about that. But how many of you are glad that you came to church to close out 2023? Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.